Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, kindness of the Savior. The
Well, good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you today. Uh, what a great time to gather together as a church. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus today, the one who is mighty to save. I've got some scripture for us just to invite us in today. This comes from Zephaniah. It's one of the prophets who spoke a long time before Jesus even came on the scene physically in Israel. And he says this, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. This is the sentiment of our God. He loves you. He's so excited for you to be here, invited into his kingdom. Hey, we're going to take a moment. Uh, if you're new with us, good morning. My name is Drew. We're glad to see you today. We're going to just take a moment and just greet the people around us. So go ahead and stand up. Uh, and just say hey to the folks around you, greet your neighbors, say hey, see what's up. We're going to continue our time of worship, and as we do, I just got this song, uh, psalm for us, Psalm 89, and it says this, I will sing of the tender mercies of the Lord forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. And it goes on to say later, happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. We're invited to come today and to worship our God, the one who is faithful, the light that we need in order to live, in order to follow him. So we'll sing this together, the Lord our God.
the silence in the waiting still we can know you are good yes we can all your plans are for your glory yes we can know you are good we declare yes we can know yes we can know you are good the lord our god the lord our god is ever faithful never changing through the ages from this darkness you will lead us and He's done. 
For the freedom he has won, even death is dead and done. His life is overcome. Oh, speak, say the name above all names, over every broken place. He is risen from the grave. What he's done. What he's done. What he's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. And I praise God for what He's done. Now, on a throne of majesty, the Father's will complete, He reigns in victory. Sing hallelujah to the King, He is worthy to receive all the worship we can bring. What He's done, what He's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what He's done. What He's done. What He's done. What He's done. All the glory and the honor. My sins are forgiven, my future is heaven, and I praise God for what He's done, and I praise God for what He's done. God, Spirit of the living God, we 
We thank you that we could worship together today. Um, dear Heavenly Father, be with us now as we get to celebrate the gift of baptism and then they hear the words that you have for us today through Pastor Aaron. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy middle of the summer. I know some kids were like, I go back to school in a couple weeks. Like, no, don't say that. So it's still summer. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it there. No, glad to be able to worship with you today. I'm Aaron. I'm the pastor here at Watershed, one of the three campuses here on our one campus at Heart of Wyke, Celebration Fusion Watershed. Uh, this morning, we're praying for our celebration community as uh, Justin Rito is there. Um, he, we are interviewing him to help us with choirs and handbells. So hopefully, like, here's the thing. We threw him into the fire, right? So walk up choir this morning, right? Hey, come, interview. And, and here's what we want you to do. We want you to put a whole piece together an hour, not even an hour before service. I said last week, I mean, really the reality is we know his ability, it's the person, right? The thing here at Heart of Wyke, to here, at here especially to at Watershed, we care more about who you are, who I am, who we are as people. Um, we are all on a journey in our life and in our faith. And uh, thank God that he cares about every one of us, every one of you, right where we are, uh, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. And he is desiring to bring us into his life in each and every day. And so um, we're praying for celebration today as, as they're getting to hang out with Justin. Afterwards, he gets to work on handbells with folks. So um, just keep Justin in celebration in your prayers this morning. Uh, a couple things happen in ministry highlights this week. Uh, first one is Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Uh, I got to make sure. I mean, I can look back. I'm just going to look backwards. Um, <laughs> we've got... The Gems and Cadets are having a water night out at the pavilion. Um, so if you're ages second through fifth grade, I believe I've got that correct, and you want to come get wet, um, come party, hang out, have fun. And then as parents, if you want to come here, Luke and Kelsey Carrig, uh, they are missionaries in Ireland. Luke actually served on staff and served our fusion community for a year. Um, but Greystones, Ireland, we support their church and him and their ministry. They're going to be here uh, in the Great Room, so in the Red Brick Building. Uh, great Room is kind of the main entrance you see if you look through the parking lot. Uh, if you want to join us for dinner at 6 o'clock to hear an update for what's going on, we are going to have an ask there to help support uh, Luke and Kelsey. Uh, if you didn't know Dublin and the surrounding area, I, I'd put it like this. Think San Francisco in terms of cost of living. So, um, you know, just uh, we want to be able to help support Luke and, and, and uh, Kelsey and their family. But uh, so just want to remind you about that. Uh, then the next thing we've got going on is a blood drive on the 31st. Uh, phone number's up here, 1-800-733-2767. Uh, in the afternoon, Red Cross is going to be here collect collecting blood. Um, if you're interested and have the ability to donate blood, uh, it's certainly a great way to serve our, our community uh, and care for people. Um, then, uh, just as always, we, we commit, we, we say thank you to God um, in our offer offerings, but how we do offerings around here at Watershed is we have boxes. Um, so we just invite you to give as you feel 
led, um, as with good with you and the Lord, but uh, our offerings are a way that we just say, hey, God, thank you. Thanks for providing. Today, we're going to talk about our daily bread. Um, God, thank you for providing everything we have, and, and it goes to help support ministries here. Like this week, we got to hang out. Summer service week took place. I think we counted, because um, Dee was a part of this, served over 2,000 meals uh, so to give you an idea throughout a week, to serve over 2,000 meals took volunteers, staff, energy time, um, 150 or so participants, volunteers from our community. That's another way we give of what God has given to us, of just being able to give our time. So um, it was a great week to, to serve our community as well as participants to be moved. Um, pastor Nate, who's our youth pastor, shared a story with us as pastors just of one of the young women from our church who just said, man, I'm, this helped me lean into and know God's grace more than I ever have, that I'm forgiven. Um, I'm learning how to pray more. I'm learning how to read the Bible more. And, and so, I mean, tangibly helping folks and young people walk in their journey with Christ. So great things uh, taking place. And then we've got another awesome thing taking place this morning, Beauregard's. Jeff, Sarah, I... <laughs> and Madison, um, you joined our community really after, kind of after COVID, you've been journeying with us and so grateful that you're part of our family uh, here at Watershed and part of Heart of Life, but today you're bringing Madison before us for baptism. Um, one of the greatest things that we have is not only be able to hear God's word, but to see these tangible signs and expressions of God's grace for us. Baptism, we use water. Right, and this water signifies that Jesus is our water of life. That as much as we need water to live and be refreshed, to be renewed, to be cleansed, the waters of baptism represent that work of Jesus in all of our lives. It's the story for you, whether you actually believe it or not. Because you don't get to say what God's story is. <laughs> that's God's right, and that's God's prerogative. He says, this is my story. My story is I wanted to save you. I wanted to wash you clean. I wanted to restore you into life with me. I wanted to bring you back from, from sin and brokenness, from lifelessness. And I wanted you to be the way that I created you to be. And so this morning as we celebrate and we remember these promises for Madison, they're promises for us. The promises go as, as such. First, as I mentioned, that Madison this morning is forgiven of her sin. She is washed and cleansed. As much as we wash our hands in the sink and put soap on or jump in the shower and enjoy a nice long bath or, you know, maybe even take a dive in Lake Michigan off the shore. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> right, that water refresh, refreshes, cleanses Jesus. These waters represent this morning are an extensions of God's grace to say, Madison, you are forgiven. You are washed clean. While she may sin in her life, because she will, Jeff, Sarah, she already has, right? <laughs> right, and, what, and you guys will do your best to raise her, but you're going to make mistakes. We all do. The story of God is not that she's a sinner. It's that in Jesus, she has been washed clean, and she is a saint. That's a story that's true for all of us. We don't get to be saints because of our own righteousness, rightness but because of what he's done in saying that you're washed clean. 
Not only is she cleaned, but these waters then are a reminder that of, of God's grace to take her into his family. We're a church today, right? We're a people. That's the body of Christ. Under God's leadership and lordship, where Jesus is the head of the church, but he says to Madison, and he says to each of us, that in these waters, you're reminded that you're mine. You belong to me, body and soul, and life and in death, is one of our confessions of the church says. She is God's adopted, loved daughter. And he will do everything in his power, not only to choose her and continue to show his love towards her, but to protect her, to guide her, to lead her. If she'll allow it. But she is... You are Mary Madison. You are God's loved daughter. And because he's a loved, she's a loved daughter, because we're loved children, God promises his spirit for us. The Holy Spirit, his power, his presence, and his peace to dwell within us each and every day. We've talked about God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven last week. And, and, and what we realize is God has made his home within us, the Holy Spirit, whether Madison always understands it or not, God's presence is dwelling within her, trying to lead her, trying to guide her, as he is with us. In that spirit, will renew her and cleanse her, will renew us and cleanse us each and every day. And finally, this promise is a reminder that we were made for eternity, not just made for life here on this earth. That not only are, are we created for eternity, but Jesus has rescued us into eternal life. Paul says that we are even now at this moment seated with Christ in heavenly places. So there's something in our baptisms that says there, no matter how hard the world works, you are untouched by sin and brokenness because in Jesus you're safe and secure and protected. He is in God's hands. As much as he's in your hands, he's in our heavenly father's hands who will always take care of you into eternity. Amen? So Jeff, Sarah, I want to have you guys come up. Elise, if you want to sneak up too, you can come up too. Hi, Mary. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> it's always fun. I like to play with little kids, so baptisms are always fun. Hi, sweetie. How you doing? No. <laughs> I'm going to ask your parents some questions a second, okay? And then we're going to baptize you. Jeff and Sarah, do you promise to instruct Madison Michelle in the truth of God's word, in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, to pray for her, to teach her to pray, and to train her in Christ's way by your example through worship and in the nurture of the church? If you can say so, please say, we do, God help me. And then we share some words from what's called the French Reformed Liturgy. Yep, and I'm going to read you these words. Madison, for you, little one, Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed how much God loves you. For you, he entered the darkness of Gethsemane, the horror of Calvary. For you, he uttered the cry, it is finished. And for you, Madison, Jesus rose from the dead. And not only has he rose from the dead, but he's seated at the right hand of God right now. And he is interceding for you. He's praying on your behalf. He's working on your behalf. He's always got your back. 
Madison, all of this was done for you before you ever knew it. And we will continue to tell you this good news until it becomes your own. And so the promise of the gospel is fulfilled. We love because God first loved us. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Madison Michelle Bozak, I baptize you in the name of the Father. <laughs> in the name of the Son. Oh, here, I'll go to the top. <laughs> and then in the name of the Holy Spirit. We love you. And especially, most importantly, God loves you too much. All right, if you'll stand. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the question that I have for you is, do you promise to love, encourage, and support these brothers and sisters by teaching the gospel of God's love in Jesus Christ, by being an example of Christian life, faith, character, and by giving the strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service? If you can say so, please say, we do. God help us. I'd like to invite your family to kind of come around you. If you'll stay standing is kind of our tradition here at Watershed. Uh, we say a prayer over the family, and then uh, we just ask you, if you feel comfortable, raise your hands uh, as a sign of blessing and as a sign of saying, yes, we believe in this prayer. But uh, let's go to our God in prayer. Lord, we celebrate who you are and what you've done. We celebrate that you have given us your son, Jesus Christ, Jesus, that you would give your life for us so that we could have life. God, and that that's true for Madison today. Lord, we pray for Jeff and Sarah as they uh, parent their child, as they parent Elise, Madison, as they love them and support them, as they try to hold on uh, to the word that they've given, Lord, with integrity and character. Lord, give them the strength. And where they fall, where they fail, Lord, lift them up. Renew them, forgive them. Lord, for our story is one not of perfection, but one of a need for yours. So Lord, help them and guide them. And for Madison, Lord, and for Elise too. Lord, may they come, these daughters of yours, may they come to know how good you are and how good they are in you. That they are your beloved children, your daughters with whom you look on with care and favor and you provide for each and every day. So Lord, bless them, keep them, make your face shine on them and give them your, your, your peace. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, amen. Let's welcome. You may have a seat. And uh, children through preschool through second grade, if you want to come up, Miss Sam, is going to say a word of prayer for you before you head out to children's ministry. All right, shall we pray? Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing us all here today. Thank you that we just got to witness the baptism of Madison. And thank you for our teachers and our classmates and our family and friends that are here to worship with us too. Amen.
We have this summer been in a series around the Lord's Prayer, and I I think keeping with this spirit of prayer uh, this morning, I'd like for us, um, and I've said throughout this summer, these words are not a mantra for us to recite. They're not some religious practice uh, for us to somehow make God happy with us. They are, however, a way that Jesus invites us into a deeper relationship uh, with the living God. And, And they're markers for us uh, to help us know how, how can we talk with God? What is God doing in and through us? So I want to invite you this morning, if you will, join me in saying these words. This is our scripture, um, but it's also our prayer today. So uh, let's pray together these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Truly, we agree. That's what amen means. We agree with this prayer. Today, we are talking about the section, what is Jesus inviting us into when we pray, give us today this day, our daily bread. We are in the direct middle of this Lord's Prayer. What are we praying when we say this? As I've been studying the passage this week, this quote from uh, Pastor Tim Keller uh, came up uh, to me. It really grabbed my attention. And so uh, let me read it for us. Unanswered prayer, unanswered prayer is one of the best ways for you to get to know who you are. Unanswered prayer is one of the best ways to get to know who you are. We pray for God to meet our needs, uh, to give us what we want. Uh, There are times where we certainly get yeses to those prayers, but we also get noes. Amen? I don't know about you. I've not gotten everything I've asked for. (laughs) But these words from uh, Pastor Keller really, I, I think, made me both intrigued, but also have a little bit of a gut check. You know, that what happens in Aaron, right? What happens in me and you and in I when things don't go the way we want them to go? When God doesn't give us what we want. When God doesn't seemingly give us what we think we need. Not only that, it it made me think about how do I view God? Right, in light of this whole prayer, this comes after we say, God, you are good and you're great. We want your glory to to be revealed in our life and in this world. We want it to be all about you. We want your kingdom, your will, your ways to be on this earth. And then all of a sudden we say, yeah, but give me what I want. I don't know about you. How often are you praying, give me what I want, what I need, before you ever got to our Father who art in heaven? Anybody? I think more often than not, I end up treating God a little like a genie in the lamp. So as I think about that, I want to invite you to watch this little song with me. Master, I don't think you quite realize what you got here. So why don't you just illuminate whilst I illuminate the possibilities. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. But master, you in luck, cause boy. Up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch, pizzazz! Yo, 
love you and Halsey. All you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Alanza, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Life is your restaurant, and I'm your melody. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir. We pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shah. Say what you wish, it's yours, true dish, about a little more baklava. Have some of column A, try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. Mama. No, no. Can your friends do this? Can your friends do that? Can your friends pull this out their little hat? Can your friends go? Hey, look at here. Can your friends go abracadabra, let it rip, and then make the sucker disappear? Don't you sit there, slap your body hide. I'm here to answer all your business plans. You got me bona fide, certified. You got a genie toy child to fail. I got a power to help you out. So what you wish, I really want to know. How many of you want a genie in the bottle, right? Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d', right? Like, who wouldn't, right? I mean, this is, I, I, there are a lot of things that we want, that we need in life. I mean, but, but if you actually, and, and I love Aladdin, that's one of my favorite Disney movies, uh, but how well does that go for Aladdin, right? How, do, how well does that ever go in the movies with the genie in the bottle? Right, how many of you have seen the movie Bruce Almighty, right, where Jim Carrey becomes God and Morgan Freeman always plays a good God, like, dude's cool. But, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, he's hearing all the voices in his head, and then he's like, ooh, I need a file system, and then the room fills with file systems, and he's like, yeah, this doesn't work. Oh, post-it notes, yeah, that doesn't work, and then it's like, um, back in the day of, of like, dial-up modem, just FYI, you know, <laughs> no, y'all, and, and, and he gets this email system. And what does he do? He's finally tired of, like, trying to read every prayer. He gets through a million e email prayers, and then, like, three more million show up. And he's like, yes to all. And if you've seen it, what happens to the world? It goes to chaos. You know, it starts with 11,000 people who win the, win the lottery, and then it ends up being, like, over 400,000. One guy's running through the streets. I won $17 from the lottery. Burn it down! You know, another lady's like, I lost 50 pounds on the Krispy Kreme diet, right? Like, the world goes to chaos. Having a genie in the bottle doesn't always get us to where we want. Now, at the heart of it, in our prayers, and in, our, in, in the Lord's Prayer, God does say to us, guess what? You get to have a prayer for me. 
in the center of this prayer, we actually do get to talk about the things that are important for us. And T. Wright says sometimes it's this, not just the stream of consciousness, it's the steam of consciousness. Right? We got all kinds of stuff bubbling up inside of us, boiling, maybe boiling in us, but it's filling us up. And we're like, I just got to pour it out before God. And God, because he's good and because he's great, actually cares. He listens. But if we also let this prayer be in its proper place, we realize that we have a God, when we pray for ourselves, we're praying into what we believe God has is best for us as a parent has what's best for their children in mind. And that relationship never changes. God is not a mater d'. We are not a king. We're not the shah. <laughs> We're not master. The scriptures tell us this in Matthew. In Matthew 7. As we think about this prayer for me and God's goodness to us. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, right? Though, though we're filled with sin. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Every good and perfect gift we have comes down from the Father of lights. God is a God who wants to give his goodness to us, who wants to give us and provide for us what we need to live and breathe, to move. He cares about what is on our hearts. He will give us what we need, but not always what we want. In Matthew 6, just a few verses earlier, Jesus says this, So don't worry saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? Pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Right? We're all, everybody knows there's things we want and there's things we need. But seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, his rightness, his beauty, his perfection. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This prayer for me is one that says, God, give me what I need for today. Help me. Doesn't stop us. We don't have to clean up our prayers when we come to God. But don't be surprised if he cleans up your heart. Because it's still, Lord, your will be done. God, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Not every prayer is going to be answered in the way we anticipate or expect. Tim Keller says this, God always gives you what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows. Think about that. God always gives you what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows. There's always an answer to our prayer. The yes Absolutely. There's a no. God says, no, nah, there's something greater in store. And sometimes there's a be patient and wait. Ooh, how many of you enjoy that one? 
God is always giving us what we need. God has a bigger picture always in mind. He doesn't live confined to our symbol, our, our, our singular, there you go, our singular lives. He lives with the world in mind and with the end of his kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes we'll see in our day. Sometimes we'll experience. Sometimes we'll wait until what we're baptized into is eternity. But God always answers our prayer in the ways where he's, right, he knows what, what's best for us. Do we trust it? Not only is this a prayer for us, we get to pray into our needs, into what we want, trusting that our good and great God is able to answer it, but our prayers are also for others, right? Lord, give us, give us this day our daily bread. How many of you pray for what you need with the mind of uh, someone right now in Africa or Middle East that are being affected by the war in Russia and Ukraine and Russia stepping out of the Baltic Sea grain agreement? How many of us are thinking that way this morning? How many of you have kind of forgotten about the war between Russia and Ukraine? And some of us know, some of us, yes. More days than not, probably yes for you. Right, do I pray, though, that, that God is saying, hey, listen, it's not just about you. That's why he can't answer every one of my prayers with a yes. Because I'm part of this world. I'm part of a community of people. I'm part of, my life actually has some impact on yours. While we may not think that in our culture. Our culture thinks that life is all about me, what I decide, what, what, and it has zero effect on anyone else. That's not true, is it? How people behave impacts us. What people think impacts us. What people decide to teach or spout off on. What people decide to put on their social media. Whether I read it or not or I agree with it or not. How many of you can read social media and just get incredibly ticked off? With people you don't even know. <laughs> Our decisions, who we are, is always interconnected. And Jesus is trying to help us understand that you are not a radical individual in this world. You are connected to humanity. And in turn, connected to me when we pray, we pray, give us today our daily bread. At the end of that passage in Matthew 7 that we read, uh, Jesus says this, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do for you. This sums up the law and the prophets. Right? Later in Matthew 22, Jesus will say, you know, as the, 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 uh, the religious leader says, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, strength, and then what? Love your neighbor as yourself. In the Sermon on the Mount, he says, do unto others what you would have them do to you. When we pray, what we're praying for is also we're praying into a way that we treat others. Paul will say to his disciple, his follower, Timothy, he says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Jesus is saying, when we pray today, certainly bring me what you got, but also keep in mind your neighbor. Keep in mind your, your family. Keep in mind the stranger. Keep in mind a war going, across, going on across the seas that doesn't, maybe doesn't impact your, 
you very much. I mean, the Baltic Sea Agreement and Russia pulling out, even though they're upping their grain production, still boosted our prices by 3%. Whoo, yay! It impacts us, but you know what? Millions of people are struggling now, even more than they already were, in getting daily bread. Jesus is saying, you live as part of this world, pay attention to this world. Bring those prayers to me as well. Listen, folks, we can't do everything for everyone. It is not possible. But what we can do is pray. And when we believe in the power of prayer, we believe in a moved mover. We believe in a God when we pray according to his kingdom and his will, that God will operate, joins, allows us to join in his work to do something spectacular for his sake and for his glory and for the good of his creation. So prayer isn't the, certainly uh, the only thing we can do, but it is one of the most powerful things we can do because when we pray for others, we entrust them to the care of the good and great God whose glory will make every knee on heaven and earth bow to him when his kingdom comes fully into power. Paul says, for others. And Jesus will go on to say this in Matthew 6. So when, be careful not to practice your righteousness, right? That, that we're not stuck just praying. We're called to live. He says, be careful not to practice your right deeds, your good things, your, your purity in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven, right? This isn't a show. Don't posture. Don't try to position yourself. Don't play the self-righteous game. He says this in verse 2, so when you give to the needy, right, God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven is, is being there for people who have need. It may be helping somebody carry their groceries out of the grocery store. It may be doing yard work for your neighbor. It may be making a meal for somebody. It may be providing financially because God has given you more than enough for, for your needs today. But nonetheless, Jesus says, so when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've re received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, again, this is something you're going to give. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Right, a prayer for others is also then asking that God would work in us to be the answer to the prayer we ourselves are praying for. Right, do you follow me on that? That when we say, give us today our daily bread, we're also praying into action in our lives. We're saying, God, give us the strength we need to be an answer to what you want to do in somebody else's life. So not only, Lord, give me what I need, but help me serve others. It's intercessory prayer, praying on behalf of others, in intercessory service. It's saying, Lord, how do I be your hands and feet to show your goodness and your grace here on earth as it is in heaven? Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. We'll get to that later. Today, Lord, help us. Give us what we need. And provide what others need for them. And then finally, this prayer is a prayer for Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. How do you like that? In the house of bread, 
Jesus says this, he himself is our bread. He says, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Just as we celebrate today that Jesus is the water of life, Jesus is the bread of life. When we say, give us this day our daily bread, we are saying, give us today you, Jesus, because we know you are the source of life. Peter says it, or Paul says this, when he's standing in Athens, talking to those who don't yet believe, in the midst of statues that were to other gods, he says, the God who made the world, in everything in it, the Lord of heaven and earth, right? So he's being clear about our God has created this world and he leads as king of this world. He doesn't live in temples built by human hands. And he's not served by human hands as if he needs anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And from this one man, he made all of the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history, in the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Right, what did I say for Madison this morning? She's baptized. Whether she believes the Holy Spirit is with her, God is not far from her. God has chose to dwell within us to make his presence known. Why? Because it's in Jesus, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. In the midst of asking for what we want, what we need, in the midst of asking for others, the greatest the greatest need all of us have, and this is the journey of faith that we are all on, is coming to an understanding that Christ is enough. We're going to sing that in just a few minutes. That Christ is actually everything we need in this life. No matter what it is that we go through, no matter what it is we face, no matter what we think we want or what we can survive on, even if we face death, Christ is everything we need because in him we're resurrected and then sin and death no longer have a place for us. He is our breath. He is our life. And let me tell you, that is something I've come to believe in my 43 years of life. There is nothing worth more in this life. I love my wife and my kids. I love you guys. But Jesus means something more. I can't survive without Jesus. I can't be a husband to my wife. I can't parent my children. I can't be a, a try to be, try to be a faithful pastor to you. For the needs that you have, to try to even be aware of those needs, to try to help serve you, equip you, I, I can't. But I tell you what, I can run to Jesus, and Jesus is my supply. He is the breath that animates me. He is the reason I stand here today. And I don't even know all of the story yet. I'm still coming into my own in the story of Jesus. And that's why he says, I want you to keep praying this prayer. I want you to remember, it's in me you live and move and have your being. These great words from Philippians. Paul says, you know, it's that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right before that, Paul says, I've learned the secret 
to being content in all circumstances, whether plenty or want. Let me read the message translation. Eugene Peterson, his, his translation, it says, Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe, <laughs> the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Let me read that one more time. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Brothers and sisters, that's the gospel for us. It's the gospel for me. It's the gospel for you. And we're praying, God, today give us our daily bread. Saying, Lord, I, these are the things that I need. I get to pour my heart out to you because you're good, you're great, you're a father who cares. How many of us, man, we don't, we don't care necessarily what our kids are saying, we just care that they're saying it, right? Amen? Right, we want them to come talk to us, whether it's little or whether it's great. And I don't know about you, sometimes I've had to be corrected in being inconvenienced. <laughs> At the end of the day, I want to know what's on their heart. I can't always give them what they want. But I can certainly do everything I can to give them what they need. And how much more will my father do that for me? Will God do that for you? And in this prayer, we say, Lord, do the same thing for others. May they know your goodness and your grace. May your glory be the glory that just breathes life into their life. May they know how, how good you are, how, how able you are to meet their needs. And in that, we're saying, and Jesus, give us you because you're the best thing about everything. <laughs> that when we finally step into eternity, what is true, what John has said, the scriptures have said, where, man, you are going to be the light of our life. That's going to be the thing that matters more than anything. May that begin to be true today. That we'll know his goodness, his grace. That we'll know that no matter what we face, the secret to being content in all things is knowing that you're in his hands. And there is nothing that anyone or anything can separate you from his love. Amen? Join me in prayer. God, give us today our daily bread. We'll work this backwards. Lord, you are our daily bread. Jesus, you are the bread of life. In your face, we see the goodness and the greatness of a father we pray to in heaven who isn't bound by the things of this earth. Where in your kingdom, God, your will and your ways are working out perfectly. Lord, and we pray that when we... We ask that we have more of Jesus. God, we could, we could have more of that life in our lives, that we can know that nothing can ever separate us from your love. Lord, remind us of that truth. Encourage our hearts in that truth today. Father, as we pray that prayer, we pray that prayer for others. That this world would know your goodness and your grace. This world would know of a God who, who loves to bless his children. Oftentimes, Lord, we have not because we ask not, as James said. We're, we're somehow, in some way, afraid to bring what we need before you and what others need before you. 
Lord, help us to know that you're always answering the prayer in the way that you see best, you see fit. Sometimes it's exactly how we're praying. Sometimes it's, it's in a way that we could never have imagined. But nonetheless, that in your goodness and your grace, you want to answer the prayers that bless others and bless us. Or may we trust that when we pray these prayers. When we pray for others, when we pray for ourselves. Lord, help us to have the confidence and the assurance that we can bring. We don't have to clean up what we're praying. But that as we talk with you, you'll help us. You'll guide us. You'll lead us. You'll gift to us things that we never deserved. Over in abundance. And there will be things that we ask for that you will say, not now. Not yet. Just wait and see. There will be things where you say no because you say, I've got something better in store. There will be things where you say yes. You hit the nail on the head. Lord, you answer. So Lord, help us to have the confidence to bring our needs and wants, the needs of others, the wants of others to you, to ask you for more of Jesus. Lord, but to do so, always remembering you're not a genie. You're not a cosmic vending machine. You're a Lord and a Father who loves us, who is working out your goodness in your story, which is so much bigger than us. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can pray to you, we can trust you, we can lean on you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. I'm reminded in the Old Testament where it says mankind cannot live on bread alone, but on the word of God. That's Jesus and his scripture. So we invite you to stand. We're going to sing a song of response. It's just an invitation for us to, to draw near and say, Christ, I desire you. I seek you. I want you today. So we'll sing this together. Christ is enough. joy of my salvation 
this hope will never fail Cause heaven is our home Through every storm My soul will sing Jesus is here To God be the glory Christ is enough Turning back, no turning. 